This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly, Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris, joined by my co-host and fellow vampire hunter, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the supernatural horror film, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. This is written by Braggy Schutt Jr. and Zach Okwitz and directed by Andre Overdahl. If I butchered any of those, I'm sorry. I don't speak of the language. Um, anyway, we were excited for this. This was uh, a new vampire movie coming out, of course, featuring the famous Count Dracula, but in a very different uh, kind of format in that this movie really follows one chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula book. Um, so it's often the one that if it's... Uh, a movie adaptation is kind of quickly done. You know, it's not really uh, elongated to a full movie length. And so this was kind of neat to see this chapter uh, put to a whole film in this style. So, Taylor, we're not doing uh, spoilers today, but what is the brief synopsis of The Last Voyage of the Demeter? So the captain and the crew of the Demeter are on a voyage bound for England from Romania. And uh, this is supposed to be a really big, big kind of score for uh, these men. There's a lot of money to be had. Uh, um, Captain himself is looking to retire. And um, all these uh, shipmates and crew are looking to uh, what London will bring. But uh, one of the cargo uh, that they have, something is on board. And it starts to slowly take off the crew one by one and they don't know what it is but it's something sinister and maybe something otherworldly so 
Yeah, I, I thought that when we saw the trailer and heard about this, I thought this was such a very interesting concept and a, a great way to um, maybe challenge or change um, the type of vampire film we're seeing. Um, you know, it was said to the director, say this is like Alien on a ship. And boy, did this film definitely deliver that atmosphere. First of all, shout out to the cast. We had a great uh, cast of characters. I mean, you know, the captain, Liam Cunningham, who we know from Game of Thrones, he he definitely plays a good uh, ship captain. Uh, he's got the the chops for it and the mutton chops. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, I really just enjoy the crew. I mean, David Dasmalshian, I mean, he is a little chameleon. I mean, he could play any role. Um, and uh, Corey Hawkins, kind of the kind of the moral compass and kind of the, you know, kind of the main character who's like, you know, there's there's a logical explanation uh, to every everything in here. Um, I really enjoyed um, the size of the cast too. It really helped kind of add to the claustrophobia of the film. Yeah, what I appreciated was it felt like a lot of it was a real set. Um, you know, I think they, they were actually on some kind of boat set for a lot of this and then able to, whether in a studio or, you know, how they would do it, um, you know, a lot of this is, yeah, it's the close quarters. It It's one of those things where it's like, it's a big enough boat where there's enough places to hide and enough places for it to keep it fresh and not feel like, oh, we keep going to the same room over and over again. But they make it very maintained, um, which I thought was nice. Um, and even the beginning, you know, they, I always, I always enjoy the kind of Dracula movie where, we see, you know, the the local villagers who are coming down from the mountain. You know, we don't we don't get a shot of Transylvania Castle really, but we see like the journey of these people who clearly have made some kind of deal to bring this cargo onto the ship uh, to not be hunted by the creature, and um, and it's just that creep. You know, it's like they won't go any further. They won't put the cargo on the boat, so all the men have to do it themselves. And yeah, we lose some of the Corey crew Hawkins with like, character. That symbol is a curse. We must leave. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't tell me there's a dragon on this. I'm out. <laughs> you know, superstition was a huge thing in these days. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of seamen would would believe in things, and even the idea of a woman on board. And I mean, you could see in the trailer, so this is not a spoiler, that there is a stowaway. Um, this girl who uh, is a Romanian local who knows of this Dracula creature, um, Aisling Franciowski, probably butchered that. But she was great, too, in the movie because she really is some one of those characters where, like, you kind of have to buy into her madness. And, yeah. you know, again, this is that time era where if there is a woman on board, most of the men are going to not believe it. They're not yeah. going to believe her. They're going to think that she's a witch or witchcraft and um, you know other things. So there's already kind of a chaos on the ship because yes, one by one, the, the crew are going, or, you know, as you see in the trailer, all the livestock have been, have been fed on. Um, I love seeing John, John Briones as the cook. Um, I I saw John John. Um, he's he's now making his way into film and television. He uh, he had a role in Ratched um, on Netflix, and um, he's been in a few things. He was um, 
He was the engineer in Miss Saigon on on the Broadway. Oh, okay. Uh, the most like recent revival. He, he I've I've seen him live a few times, which was kind of cool to to catch him there. Um, I thought another standout was uh the grandson Woody Norman plays Toby. So you have Captain Elliot. This is his grandson who's on board and very much kind of gives you that uh you know Treasure Island uh. <laughs> Jim Hawkins kind of yeah, you know, exactly. vibe of like, you know, and even like Corey Hawkins, it was kind of fun. They're like, there's a Hawkins in this. Talk, talk um, about a talk about a great cross crossover if uh they did a little parody with <laughs> the Voyager Demeter and they had interspersed with Muppet Treasure yeah. Island. Yeah, that'd be great. He though he he is like very like set in wanting to become that like this would be his destiny and to be kind of swept up as a victim in this whole you know, event where these crew are fighting for their life. Um, you know, it, 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 he, he really works for a child actor in this, which sometimes can be hit and miss. Um, but we got to talk about Dracula itself. I mean, obviously yes. you see in the trailers, um, he's definitely more animal like, if you will, uh, more to the kind of bat monster look than, you know, typically, Typically, Dracula, we always see is like the man, yeah, who then can kind of turn into some animal features. Yeah, the Bella Lugosi, the Christopher Lee, like, oh, yeah. get him to suck your blood, you know. <laughs> Even like Gary Oldman, um, you know, in Francis Ford Coppola's version, like, yes, he has kind of the ridiculous wig in the beginning. He's very old looking, but as he gets younger, I mean, he never really becomes like kind of crazy, you know, bat like. Um, this is very much that, uh, I thought that was a nice change of pace because there's, there's a logical reason why he kind of is maintaining this form over this film, um, to get across the sea. I mean, I kind of laughed cause I was thinking too, like of what we know of Dracula, I was like, does this Dracula, is he able to turn into a bat? Can he just fly to, you know, across? I mean, eventually he gets wings. You see it in the trailer. Like, he's 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 got wings, so how far can he fly? Like, I mean, I guess it's, you know, as far as you can go in the night, but maybe even the journey from across the sea would be too much for him. So that's why he decides to take this boat with um, plenty of snacks, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, but I thought they did a great job. I mean, he, he is... He doesn't have dialogue per se. I mean, there's maybe a few times where he kind of has like a a few moments of like he kind of really does like the predator like he repeats what they're yeah. saying like want some candy. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of. <laughs> but no, there is that, that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, or like, uh, uh, what the hell are you? And um, I thought that I like that they dove into the vampire lore. Um, where some of the crew are like basically um, his minions uh, in, in some of these scenes. And I thought, and there was like the in, intense moment where it almost kind of, you know, if you take out the vampire element and, you know, the vampire could have been anything. It could have been um, sea monster, or could have just been rampant disease or just madness um, where some of the kind of the crew are going kind of crazy. Like the one is hunting the kid and, slamming his head against the door like oh my god it was like oh, a little cabin fever almost yeah they exactly could have exactly. kind of played into that um but yeah i thought the vampire lore that they do include in this was very fun to watch i mean it, it's a good film like it it really it i thought the 
the visualization of Dracula compared with, you know, a lot of the, the you know, they show them in the daylight and how they're preparing for the night. But then once the night hits, they can't expect where to find them. And and like you said, Corey Hawkins character, he is, you know, a doctor and very much in this time because he is a black man. He is not seen as respected. He's not seen as, uh, you know, uh, believable. And this crew slowly starts to take a, a kinship to him because, uh, you know, he saves the grandson early in the film from a potential you know, dangerous situation, which gets him a ticket onto the ship. And they see more and more that he he does have a purpose here, but he he does have this whole logical, as you said, side to the world. He can't just believe that there's some supernatural thing that God or the devil made. There's there an explanation for why, everything, you know, yeah. And it was interesting is without giving spoilers away, they do, you know, obviously if you know the book, you know the story very much like uh, the as it kind of was mirrored in the Jurassic World, the Lost World. Um, no one's supposed to survive this ship. Uh, the yeah. crew are all dead, and and uh, you know, where's the crew? Reckless. All over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Um, but without giving anything away, they do kind of do a little bit of a twist at the end of this film, which could lead into a sequel. And the way actually it was set up, I was kind of excited with the idea of what if now we we hunt down this Dracula in the streets of London, who is now taking more of the shape of the Count that we are familiar with. Unfortunately, no one went to see this movie but me and Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie had a budget of like 45 million. And again, an August release might have been a big mistake um, for a more Halloween kind of based film. You know, October would have been maybe a little more sound. So far, it's made like not even like like a little over a third of its of its budget. So unfortunately, this is going to be a flop. And I don't think Renfield did very well either. So really... That's two swings at a Dracula movie this year for Universal, both which underperformed. So um, it's unfortunate because I do think this movie has merit. I mean, it's not going to be giant box office, you know, no. extravaganza, but I wish more people had gone to see it because, um, you know, the director, he did like Troll Hunter and stuff. And I think he's got a great vision. And I thought he did very well for this film. And I would even love to see more of like a rated R director's cut, um, if yeah. you're a little darker with it. But for what it was, it was entertaining I me. Mean, it's not a long movie either. You know, it's it's under two hours, and uh, I I enjoyed it for what it was. It was Alien with Dracula on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> what more can you ask for, you know? Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm going to give this, um, honestly, uh, for for what it is, and, and I expect it as much, I'm going to give this a... Solid 8.5 out of 10. I really did enjoy this. And um, maybe definitely when it comes to streaming, it's something I'd, I'd go back and rewatch because it was uh, definitely a good chime. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 as well. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the atmosphere, the tone, the d- design of Dracula, and the cast really performed well. So, And the music was great by Bear McCreary. So yeah, you can still go check out The Last Voyage of the Demeter in theaters now. And eventually, I'm sure it'll hit streaming. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, 
thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.